the whole episode, you're, like, rooting against him because he's a bad person. Exactly. And then Miss Bell comes in, and he's like, well, actually, he yeah. was a good person. And it's like, Miss Bell, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to our Riverdale podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 25-year-old actor and drama instructor. I like brooding anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And uh, our fun fact for this episode is what your favorite, like, mystery is. Um, I think we're thinking kind of, like, unsolved type stuff. Yeah, because like, my, my whole thing was BuzzFeed Unsolved yeah. when I was thinking of it. Um, I love ghost stories, and mm-hmm. I feel like ghosts and supernatural is, like, the ultimate mystery. We still have, like, zero answers about it. Yeah. So I'm gonna go, like... I don't want to go so broad to say, like, all supernatural stuff, but I'm going to go, like, ghosts. Mm, okay. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 30-year-old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. And I am obsessed with, like, mysteries. I'm obsessed with, like, true crime, true crime stuff, like mm-hmm. making a murderer and, um, what the hell... The one that scares you, the cover oh. that scares oh, you on gosh. Netflix. What is it? What's it called? The the one with the pipe bomb collar. That one like gets. Oh, like, that one, bro. That one's scary. Yeah, I think in terms of mysteries, I love murder mysteries, but like that sounds creepy to say. Um, so I'm gonna say my top two actually are DB Cooper because mm-hmm. what the hell was up? With oh DB yeah, Cooper? that yeah. was that one's good. Yeah, um, Amelia Earhart. Um, also same, bro. Uh, I also think the death of Natalie Wood was kind of, like, weird, mm-hmm. um, and more stuff keeps coming out about that, mm-hmm. but in terms of, like, super supernatural stuff, uh, definitely probably haunted prisons. Mm. Love haunted prisons. <laughs> that is so creepy, and because it's such a good commentary on, like, how the justice system works and how it's failed, because, yeah. like, you can think that they're haunted by ghosts, or you can think they're haunted by, like, the regrets uh, and wrongful deaths of, like, all these people. Right, so. it might just have a bad energy. Exactly! Thank you, you understood what I was trying to say. And my name is Samantha Coley, I'm a 27-year-old marketing coordinator and television critic, I'm a senior writer and the social media specialist at Telltale TV, I like over 40s OTPs and making playlists, I'm on Twitter at Sam Casey's, where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. Um, I feel like Brittany did a really good job of covering, like, real mysteries that yeah. I'm interested in. Um, so I'm gonna say my favorite is the book that made me love reading as a kid, which is called How to Disappear Completely and Never Be Found, even though I can't quite remember why I loved it so much, mm-hmm. but I do plan to reread it soon. Yeah. Um, I also, her saying Haunted Prisons reminded me of how, um, season two of American Horror Story is the best season of American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Today we have words to say about episode 419 of Riverdale, Killing Mr. Honey. So, Killing Mr. Honey is a rip, a, a riff, <laughs> is a riff off Killing Mr. Griffin, which is a 1978 suspense novel by Lois Duncan, um, and the summary goes as, as thus. <laughs> Thusly. Thusly. After being humiliated in an English class by his teacher, Mr. Griffin, popular high school student Mark Kinney wants his revenge. With his friends, he plans to kidnap Mr. Griffin using his girlfriend Susan as bait to frighten Mr. Griffin and photograph him and expose him for the fatuous phony that he seems to be. But the prank goes wrong when Griffin dies from heart failure. Now Mark and his friends must cover their tracks before they are accused of murder. And the movie was directed by Jack Bender, who um, directed a bunch of episodes of Lost. So that's pretty cool. That's a fun fact that's relevant to my interests. Um, When I was looking up Mr. Honey, just to see if there was like any content on his Wikipedia page, there was a... 
Fun fact about him. That said, Mr. Honey is the only character so far whose name is directly mentioned in an episode title of Riverdale. They've never done that before. Interesting. Like, they've changed... They've changed it before, you know, so it's, like, to Riverdale and back again instead of, like, random places, and they just mm-hmm. add the word Riverdale in. Like, so, for example, the original finale of Riverdale was supposed to be called, or of this season of Riverdale was supposed to be called, like, Riverdale's Requiem or Riverdale's Reverie mm. is what it was supposed to be called. So, but this is the first time where it's, like, been an actual character's name, which is pretty cool. Right. Uh, Brittany, toot or boot? Um, toot, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't quite a newt. I liked parts of it. Yeah. Um... Honestly, I think because I keep accidentally judging it as a finale, I'm just like, this was a crappy finale. But, like, it was a solid episode. Yeah, it was not supposed to be a finale. Yeah. That's very clear. What about you, Sam? Uh, Toot, for sure. I really enjoyed it. I'd put it in my top five Riverdale episodes, oh, probably. Wow. I just had a really good time watching it. Good. Cool. Like, I, I know it doesn't... We don't get any answers for the season, and we have to wait a really long time to get answers for the season. But I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna definitely also give it a toot. I don't think it was as strong as last episode, but it's hard to follow something like that. Um, But I think even if the entire episode was garbage and they just added that small little thing with all the parents in it, I would give it a toot. Yeah. Because that was like, it like, it was just worth so many points. So I think that the way we are going to do this is we are going to do what happens in the fictional world so that we can talk about the fact that we'll just know that none of this means anything. (laughs) Y'all, all due respect to, oh my god, sorry, I my two notes merged because I made a list and my Riverdale <laughs> notes, so now instead of it saying written our Diet Pepsi is. <laughs> so I was going through the fictional part, and like, Jughead's a bad writer. Yeah. Bro, I have many qualms. Like, this is not good. So, um, here's, here's my summary of Jughead's fictional book that sucks. So Jughead starts writing Killing Mr. Honey, which is pretty self-explanatory. It's a piece of fanfic in which he, Archie, Reggie, Betty, Ronnie, and Cheryl team up to kill Mr. Honey. The idiot dudes put on bunny masks and stonewall jackets and tie Mr. Honey up at Lodge Lodge. He's missing his glasses. It's, this not, is- it's not Lodge Lodge. It's the murder cabin. I also thought it was Lodge Lodge. Oh, I thought it was Lodge Lodge. No, it's the murder cabin. Okay. Um, they didn't make that clear in the episode. Okay. I thought it was clear, but that's okay. Okay. Danny and dudes put on bunny masks and stonewall jackets and tie Mr. Honey up at a murder lodge. He's missing his glasses, which is a really obvious Chekhov's gun. Mr. Honey guesses that it's them and not the stonewall guys, so Reggie just blows their cover and takes his mask off. He's stupid. Reggie punches him and Mr. Honey taunts him about his abusive dad. The dudes bounce. Everyone takes turns watching Mr. Honey. He wants his glasses. The glasses are important. He tells Cheryl that it's not too late to make things right by letting him go, but Cheryl says that this is right because Bughead have a plan. Then negotiate on terms of his release, but in the end, like, literally nothing happens. Cheryl kind of wavers, though. Fargy discover that Mr. Honey's dead in the cabin. They gather everyone. Cheryl says that he was alive when she saw him. Betty says that this can't ruin their lives, so they all need to figure out a way to get rid of a body. Luckily, literally all of them except Reggie have experience with that. The boys dig a grave. A few days later, they all sit around discussing prom. Reggie's having a hard time talking about it after they covered up a dude's potential murder. Kevin says the police are there to talk to Ms. Bell because the Adventure Scouts found Honey's missing glasses in the woods! Oh no! Reggie bolts. So, Reggie begins to unravel in front of the bulldogs. Archie has to restrain him to stop him from spilling the beans. The next scene is Reggie's dead. Everyone is is distraught, especially Cheryl. Turns out that the others cut Reggie's brakes to stop him from ratting them out. Veronica and Cheryl are horrified, asking when they became monsters. Jughead says they can be monsters in college or in jail at this point. So then a bunch of stuff happens in the episode and Jughead rewrites everything so that Mr. Honey lives. 
RG calls 911 while Ronnie does CPR. All of them told the police the truth, which is that it was a high school prank gone wrong. I'm not entirely sure what kind of novel he's going to write, considering he wrapped things up after, like, a chapter, but okay. When you said the glasses are important, all I could hear was the line from My Girl when she's up there and, like, Thomas J is full-on dead, and she's just like, you can't see without his glasses! Oh my god! I definitely thought it was, like, some sort of Velma reference when he was like, I can't see anything without my glasses. It just, like, freaking broke me that, like, in the end, Jughead rewrites the whole thing, and I'm like, you don't have a book now. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. This isn't right, a Right, like, there's no point. All you have is people deciding to kill their teacher, and then they don't kill their teacher. That's not a book. And literally everything that happens after that now doesn't make sense. Everything- Why? Like, he went back and rewrote it, so none of that even exists anymore. Like, so, it's just a bad book. So I went back and checked to see, to make sure that it was that cabin in the woods, and it was. But, um, I was thinking, like, if Veronica's family still really did own that cabin, then it probably would be, like, better kept up than then, it is Then the when world. we find it in the real storyline. Yeah, because Jughead knows that it was there because he was there when Hermione killed Minetta. Mm-hmm. So, like, it makes sense that Jughead, I don't think... I don't think Veronica actually says in the real world, does she, that her parents own that cabin? She might, she might do actually. Either way, it's not very kept, it's not kept up very well. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of surprising if it's like a piece of property that they own. Okay, so basically he lost his glasses. Um, do you guys think that he actually, not that any of this matters because it's not real, but do you think he can actually not see without his glasses or is he bluffing? I think he can actually not see without his glasses because okay. he like always has them on. As yeah, and he's like so. constantly asking about it, right? Um, he says that he can tell exactly who they are anyway, and it's interesting that Kevin isn't a part of it in Jughead's storyline. Like, it's in Jughead's story, yeah. Kevin is not a part of it. Yeah. So, my next note was that Reggie is being really, really stupid in this, and I realized it's because Jughead's writing him as a caricature. Yeah, that's true. And it's not actually, any, like, something that Reggie would do. Like, yeah, Reggie like, is stupid, but he's not- I don't know if he's that stupid, yeah. but, like, also- It's just interesting that this is- Kind of how Jughead sees him, though. Yeah. Oh, I definitely understand that. Jughead sees him as a huge, like, lughead. And he has he has Cheryl as, like, the biggest drama queen, too. Yeah. She's, like, constantly crying and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Mr. Honey was just guessing, and he was right on who it ended up being. And then he talks about how Reggie's dad beats him. And originally, you're like, oh, my God, Mr. Honey, that really sucks. But in reality, you're like, hey, Jughead... Why are you using... And Betty's like, oh, I like how dark it is or whatever. I'm like, okay, he's using Reggie's, like, abuse as a plot point. Yep. Yeah. I don't love that. Jughead, this is the thing is, like, Jughead is supposed to be this great, amazing writer, but everything I've seen of Jughead's writing is, is contrived at best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of a crappy thing to include in your story. Um, but I guess it, he's trying to give the character, like, depth. I get Sure, whatever. I guess... Um, so now Cheryl is watching Mr. Honey, and Mr. Honey says that he just really wants his glasses, and you know what? I definitely get that, because when I'm not wearing my glasses, I'm miserable, because I cannot see anything. Oh, fully. I'm such an asshole when I don't have my glasses on. So, like, not having your glasses on for, like, hours, other than, like, sleeping? Yep. It seems like it'd be infuriating, so I definitely get that. Cheryl doesn't know if his glasses were found. He pleads to her, but she doesn't take it. He talks about how she- he didn't- think she was a follower she talks about how they have a common enemy i'm just skipping through all of this because none it's, of it really matters it's not important because it all gets rewritten yeah um he says that apple yard had a panic attack and quit is that true because if it is it has to be if it i is, would say it would have yeah. been really nice to know that because we just because she completely just disappeared it's riverdale it's we just riverdale. learn things offhandedly you know 
<laughs> um, so Cheryl, for some reason, thinks that this will all be fixed if Mr. Honey just makes a video saying that everybody can go to prom and that he won't punish them. Can you imagine- That's an insane request. Uh, yeah, and also, can you imagine, like, taking a video of this guy literally tied up and being <laughs> like, everything is fine, these people can go to prom. If people saw that, they'd be like, what deranged people did this? Yup. Are you okay? Um, he says to just tell them that it was a prank that went awry, and- that's basically exactly what Veronica does in the new ending. Anyway, Cheryl's not biting. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. So now Archie and Veronica come in and they're like, oh my god, is he alive? And I actually love this moment. This is one of my favorite moments in like the whole like fiction thing, which I like was like fine, I guess. But this is one of my favorite moments is that they're like, oh my god, is he alive? And then they cut to Jughead writing. And then he like remembers all the garbage that he's done. And then he goes, mm. And then they go, no, he's dead. Jughead's <laughs> like, mm, is he alive? Mm, no. Mm, maybe. So I guess the reason why they're saying that he died is because Reggie hit him really hard. So I guess he... Which, like, I'm like, not buying it. I guess he had it. an aneurysm or something? Yeah, was it, like, some sort of, like, aneurysm or stroke or something? Because he got been. hit, maybe? They talk about how Cheryl was the last person to see him alive. I don't really understand how he got on the ground, though. I, I guess he just fell or something. Well, this yeah. is the fun thing about the mystery is um, we never find out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they talk about how they didn't want to kill him, they just wanted to scare him. I have to say, Lily and Betty in this, like, story that Jughead has written is genuinely chilling. Yeah. She's so, um, cold, mm -hmm. you know? I just think it's interesting that Betty's like, wow, what a great story. I'm, are you not a little weirded out that your boyfriend wrote you this way? Right. right. Like, at what, at what point do you go, Hmm, he thinks I'm a sociopath. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Um, so then they all talk about all the places that they're going for college. Um, Reggie says he's going to community college, maybe. I support him. I, I support him, too. So I guess that means Jughead knows about the Naval Academy. Uh, oh, yeah. Because he writes it into his story. Um, does Veronica know about it? I don't know. Who's to say? Jughead literally says in the story that he's trying to go to the University of, of Iowa. I feel like that's kind of a weird thing to put in something that they are going to read. Mm -hmm. Okay, but it is basically like RPF. Like it's oh, self for sure. Cert fanfic. He's like, they'll really love this. I was like, no. Yeah. It's just like, if I was somebody at the University of Iowa who's supposed to read this, I'd be like, okay. I know, right? Cool. And also, <clears throat> that totally, that signifies that that character is you. That character is okay with murder. Yep. Has a girlfriend who's very chill with murder. Like, almost killed his best. I'd be like, um, are you this be guy? Like, is this kid okay? Yeah. Um, they all, they all have experience getting rid of a dead body except for Reggie, which is why he, like, bless his heart, though. Without all of the context of the first four seasons of Riverdale, I feel like if I'm someone from the University of Iowa, I'm like, what happened to these children? What happened right? to them? I don't know. Yeah. I, I would Google Riverdale and be like, oh my god. <laughs> so they're digging a grave, um, and now he's dead and buried and gone. Um, Reggie freaks out. Kevin says that he saw Mrs. Bell talking to the police. And that the Adventure Scouts found his glasses. Mm -hmm. Kevin is, like, totally down to, like, sign up to help find Mr. Honey. But he's not part of this, so... I guess okay. the reason he's not part of this is because uh, Jughead thinks he's a narc. I oh, mean, yeah! Yeah, it's interesting that Kevin isn't included. So Reggie almost blows it to the other bulldogs. Um, and they... The bulldogs seem to think that Honey is hooking up with a student. Which I guess Jughead got from Mr. Chipping... The whole thing with Mr. Chipping. Mm, there was no probably. creativity used here. Um, Archie stops Reggie from talking, which makes himself more suspicious. Hopefully. Like, yep. if I'm Archie, my, like, I understand what his, I understand what his thought process was, was if Reggie says this, then people are going to 
start investigating Reggie, and then eventually get to me. But what you're doing, bud, <laughs> is here's, basically here's being, the thing. is like laying it out for everyone that you're an accomplice. That's yeah. what you're doing. Bye. That's actually accurate. Literally. So then we go back into like actually what's happening and everything. And then we get this cool transition into back into the fiction, which is when like the girl just walks across the screen and yeah. is now like laying the thing at Reggie's, Reggie's gra- locker. Locker yeah. grave. I genuinely was like, when we watched it, I was like, huh? And then I was like, oh, okay. Like, I got it. It was, like, a little, like, distressing at first, though, because you're like, is he alive or not? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting that Cheryl seems more upset about Reggie than she was about Jughead. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, too, would be more upset about Reggie than I would be about Jughead, but... (laughs) So Cheryl runs off crying, and Veronica follows Cheryl, which is pretty realistic, because Veronica always follows Cheryl. Also, it makes sense that Cheryl is more upset because... She feels partially responsible for Reggie yeah. being dead. Yeah, uh, everybody should, uh, but o- only a few of them care, I guess. <laughs> yeah, my next note is just Jughead and Betty in Fictionland are crazy. Oh, fully. They're insane. Like, why did Jughead write them like that? Yeah. So they cut the brakes in Bella, Reggie's car, and Archie also seems okay with just covering it up. Archie would never. No. This is, this is proof that Jughead doesn't understand his own best friend at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because... Archie wouldn't do this, and I understand, like, Jughead must be thinking, like, Archie would care about his future, and that would be, like, the whole reason why he would do this, but, uh, yeah, I don't believe it. No. Like, our son would never do that. So Veronica's like, I'm not into that, Archie. (laughs) Archie's like, okay, I totally care. Um, (laughs) They talk about how everyone is a monster in Riverdale. It just depends on if they're going to be monsters in college or if they're going to be monsters in jail. You're like, okay. Veronica makes them call 911. This is the new ending. Mm-hmm. And the part that he's writing on his computer, he runs. Okay, so I have another thing about his computer. And so, like, I think there are like two, maybe more, but two that you can actually read, like separate occasions when you like see a shot of his computer and you can actually like read what is going on in right. there. Yeah. So I've been doing that, you know, because uh, it's my job. And <laughs> what I know in in a earlier one, I think it was over when like Cheryl was talking to Mr. Honey and everything. Mm-hmm. I was reading it, and my dude, like, I know, first of all, Jughead isn't a real person. There's no way that Cole Sprouse actually wrote that or anything. Like, it was just some person making the prop or, like, whatever. Yes. But, um, it switches tenses halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Like, it starts in present tense and then ends in past tense, and I'm like, what is happening here? I'm like, this is bad. It's so cringe. So, like, as someone who is also bad at tenses, yeah. I get how it happens. But edit, buddy. Yeah. Like, edit as you go along. I mean, I get there are some people who are like, let's just just get her done. But, just throw it at the wall. Yeah. But there's this part in which he comes he comes up to uh, his computer to, like, change everything after he's read Mr. Honey's letter. Goes up and he has to change everything. And he starts writing this part in which they go to the hospital. This is after Mr. Honey has been almost, is almost dead, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the part that he starts writing at is the part where they're talking about prom. Oh my like, God. like it's the part that happens after he's died. Dead? Like it's just he put it in like the wrong spot, and like, not that it matters. I was just like, this is this seems like something that should have been prepared better. It seems um a little lazy. Yeah. And then yeah, everyone else is like mad at Veronica and Archie for saving Mr. Honey, and now his story doesn't make sense, and he has to start over basically. Honestly, it's like a whole, it's a mess. Also, now it can't be called Killing Mr. Honey. Right, because he doesn't die. My main question also is, like, does that mean Killing Mr. Griffin doesn't exist in the- Or, like, if I'm someone from the University of Iowa, I'm like, oh, it's called Killing Mr. Honey. Sounds like a riff off Killing Mr. Griffin. And then I read it, and then I go, this is 
more plagiarism from Jughead Jones. <laughs> just hate how accurate that is. Like, David Lynch exists, but other things... Okay. I don't... Whatever. I'm upset. Oh, God. Sure. So, I mean, that's that. And uh, the other, like, three quarters of the... Or, like, maybe two-thirds of the episode uh, happens in real life. And now we're going to talk about that. And it, like, actually matters. Yeah. But first, Brittany, can you tell me about Patreon? Sure. Patreon is a service where you can donate monthly to your favorite creators. Tell me more. Well, like, for instance, if we're some of your favorite creators, oh. like, who's to say? Mm -hmm. But if we were, you could go to patreon.com slash theaficionados and start donating to us for a dollar a month to help cover our hosting fees. Is there anything I get for that? Yeah. So at a dollar a month, you get a card that is sent out every year. And you get early access to all of our podcasts. by, And they're always early by at least a day on Patreon. Like, in case you were wondering. And then if you donate $5 or more, you get everything from the first year. Mm -hmm. And then also a 10% discount on shopdeluxe.com, which is Robin and I's, like, handmade um, art business. Basically. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What if I can't donate? Oh, that's, like, actually totally fine. Um, because times are tough. So... The next best thing you can do is tell a friend about us. Okay. Sound good? Yeah, thanks. Okay, no problem. Hey, Sam, can you tell me about TV Co? Sure. TV Co is this cool app where you can watch people watch things that you like. And uh, it's really fun. Cool. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> Every Tuesday, we rewatch re an episode of Riverdale. And it's delightful. Great. So, um, after this podcast will have come out, we'll have had a pod- Or- We'll have had a TV co-stream the night before we rewatched Heather's because um, we were supposed to rewatch Heather's earlier, but then the stream broke, so we didn't. Um, but on May on May 19th at 7 p.m. PST, we are going to be rewatching this episode of Riverdale, and then we're going to be done for the season. Hell yeah. All of our streams, our previous streams, are all on our profile on TV Co. Um, all this is in the description. So if you ever want to go back and watch any of our other streams, you can. But we will be live 7 p.m. PST on May 19th, rewatching Killing Mr. Honey. So we would love to have you. It's going to be our last one for the season. And hopefully they'll have us back for season five. Woohoo! Love that. Yay! Okay, so this is my summary for the IRL stuff that happens. Sounds good. This is very long. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm ready. Thank you for your service. Mm -hmm. Betty Jughead and Charles watch the Jason footage and the Voyeur's footage side by side. It's like exact. Jughead wants to keep looking, but Betty finally has the yearbook finished, so she has to go. She gives it to Mr. Honey so it can be handed to the printers that afternoon, but he says he needs to approve every page and he doesn't have time, so I guess there's no yearbook this year. It's genuinely infuriating. Archie, Veronica, Cheryl, Kevin, and Reggie are hanging out in the student lounge. Jughead joins them and says that he's been conditionally accepted to the University of Iowa, but he has to write another story. Betty comes in and says that they should all kill Mr. Honey. <laughs> Just kidding, you guys. Just JK. Haha. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> Jughead is inspired and writes a whole ass story about it, which we've already discussed at length. They notice that basically all of them have been barred from prom already, except for Archie and Jughead, so they say they'll go together. They actually do Reggie's idea to glue Mr. Honey to his chair, and he gets wheeled out. He says if the person who did it doesn't come forward, he'll cancel prom. Reggie refuses, especially because Archie and Kevin also helped. They find out that Mr. Honey has canceled prom at every single school he's worked at. Fishy. Hey, we never get an answer for that. Nope. Maybe we're supposed to... Like, in the last Eventually. Three. Oh, maybe, yeah. Uh, all the kids go to their parents to get prom back, and they all unite to force Mr. Honey to reinstate prom with their various jobs like PTA president, lawyer, and actual mayor of Riverdale. This is, like, the best thing that's ever happened. Correct. Mr. Honey loses, so prom is back on. 
That night at Pops, the parents and kids celebrate and talk about how much they deserve good things. It's lovely. The next day, Betty and Jughead get called into Honey's office and Charles is there. The voyeur has made a tape walking around Riverdale High at night, so prom is canceled again for the students' safety. Betty and Jughead point out that the voyeur has moved on from just watching things and is now doing murders, so they watch the tape and prove that it was Mr. Honey who filmed it. Mr. Honey is fired, but tells the kids that he's now going to be headmaster at Stonewall Prep. So, toodles. Guess Stonewall Prep doesn't give a crap about what... Uh, about, like, the experience that... Um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like we knew that. They'd be like, he was arrested, but whatever, come on over here. <laughs> whatever. The he kids was re- arrested. <laughs> yeah. The kids rejoice when Miss Bell interrupts them, saying that Mr. Honey was the best principal that Riverdale High has ever had. He's done really awesome things for the school. Ignore that homophobia part, though. She was supposed to mail a letter from Honey for Jughead, but now she doesn't want to. She gives it to him to read. That night, Betty reads Jughead's final draft and loves it. Jughead reads the letter and runs to change his story because it turns out that Mr. Honey wrote a really nice letter of recommendation for Jug. Jellybean shows up to give them another tape that she found on their doorstep. Where are your surveillance cameras on your porches, people? The tape is of Hermione's murder cabin, which is where Jughead's story takes place. Betty and Jughead go there in a real amateur move. <laughs> it's completely abandoned, except there's a tape in the VCR player. They watch it. It's more people in masks. They play out Jughead's story and stab the guy labeled Mr. Honey. Was it really Mr. Honey? Who are these people? This was never meant to be the season finale, and I'm really sad about it. Like, okay, so is it at all possible that Jughead is the one staging these tapes, and this is his really his admission to Iowa? Uh, Who else where? would know the things that he knows? Well, my sister had a really cool theory on our TV co-stream this this week, mm-hmm. um, and it made sense up until this episode. I completely remember It's it. the one where she said that it was her, it's Hermosa. Oh, right. Oh. Yeah. So first of all, they're always saying men, men, men. So we always, uh, we thought it's probably a woman. And it has to be an adult because they never make kids do anything wrong. Yeah, 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 of course. So... You Callie, kid, they're idiots. Yeah, <laughs> Callie thinks that it's Hermosa because she knew about the Betty and Jughead, like, rock thing because she was, like, brought in by Veronica. Right. And then she could have gotten all of these other things from the Velvet, Blue Velvet. And um, she's a private investigator. So she can, like, find all of these details and stuff. And she's probably used to being kind of, like, undercover and stuff. I don't know how, like, Jughead's actual story is redone by the by the person who's doing this. other Unless they, like, got into his computer and, like, Brett had something to do with his new computer and, like, he's been spying on things. Oh, right. He could be spying. That's right. Or somebody heard, like, part of it when they were in the student lounge and they heard, like, Betty talk about it or something and then they just, like, did it not knowing that Jughead did a story about it. Or... Like, I don't know. They could just be listening in on Jughead and Betty because they've been, like, talking about it. Like, Betty's been reading it, not out loud or anything, but they've been, like, talking about it. So, I don't know. Correct. I think it could be Brett with, like, having installed a spyware on the new laptop that he gave Yeah, I think that is a very good theory. So that we'll never know! (laughs) We will definitely know. We just don't know when. Several months from now. Which sucks. I, sad. Yeah. So right now that's like our main theory. Our other theories have included Brett, uh, Chick, Charles. I'm really, really hoping it's not Charles at this point. Like it doesn't, at this point it will not make sense if Charles is evil. If it's Charles, that's insane. Yeah. Like they need to fix that whole, that one scene they had with Chick because they never did. In those, in the last three episodes, they need to fix that because it doesn't make sense. What was that? 
what was our other ones? Penelope, just because it's like always Penelope. Hiram, just because it's always Hiram. I don't know. Either way, I I feel good about one of our thing, our theories being correct. Just not I sure just which, which of them. One. Yeah, that's I why we like have a lot. One is so solid. Mm-hmm. That's why we have a lot, just so that we Cover make sure one sticks. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we've been calling this person a voyeur, and then um Jughead started calling him an out an auteur. And so I went ahead and got like specific um, definitions. So we mostly know what a voyeur is. And I don't think they're using it for a specific definition. I think they're using it more like colloquially because the actual definition of a voyeur is a person who gains sexual pleasure from watching others when they are naked or engaged in sexual activity. So if that's anybody, it's Brett and... (laughs) Um, But another thing is a person who enjoys seeing the pain or distress of others. Definitely that one. So it's probably half that and half just, like, somebody who watches people. So, like, maybe we should be using the word stalker. Um, Oh, yeah. Stalker is probably more appropriate. So, I don't... For some reason, Jughead's like, let's give this person a less creepy, like, title. Why? I I don't know Well, I mean, like, the second definition of voyeur fits for the new level of videotapes. I'm just saying, like, auteur is way less bad than voyeur. Yeah, fully. So I'm not sure why he wants to change it when it's gotten worse. But uh, an auteur is a filmmaker whose personal influence and artistic control over a movie are so great that the filmmaker is regarded as the author of the movie. So, for example, um, I I went and found some examples so we would understand what that means. Um, So you know what a Steven Spielberg movie looks like. Right. Uh, Yeah, I would say something. You know what a Quentin Tarantino movie looks like yes you know what a michael bay movie looks like big boom and the one that um really stuck out to me as like the most the best example to me at least was tim burton oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, what a tim burton absolutely movie do. looks like you know so that's kind of that's the that's the examples and that's what he's calling this person yeah and i think that's not fair and he should give them a worse word absolutely yeah go back to voyeur yeah um so they've been recreating the deaths or near dra- deaths of riverdale um, Betty thinks that it could be a rehearsal for an actual murder, and I think that might be right. I think that what they did to whoever was in the honey mask? I'm just surprised it's not. Like, they didn't murder. think that actually people were dying. Like, someone shot a hole through that mask. Yeah. Like, how do you fake that effect? Yeah. Well, I mean, it is from far away and it's grainy, so what if it was, like, poof, like one of those yeah, like yeah. A little paintball gun things? Yeah, what's that called? A blood bag or something? Yeah, it ha- no, it has a specific, like, name in, uh... Blister pack. No, it's like a, it's like, I think it might start with an S. It's very, it's a short word. A squib! That's the same thing they call someone who doesn't have magic I know. Harry Potter. That's why I got confused. I was like, I think it's a squib. But then I was like, no, 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 that's the Harry Potter thing. I'm getting confused. But you were right. I was right. In the North American film industry, the term squib is often used to refer variously to electric... Wait, what? Oh, squibs are generally but not always the main explosive element in an effect, and such are regularly used as, like, bullet hits. Nice. It's called a squib! I knew it started with S, too. I'm so smart. I'm so happy for you. Thanks. Did you figure it out? Yes. What is it? Squib. Oh, duh! So, (laughs) there's this moment where Betty goes, but where did he get the original video? Right? We're talking about Jason. Yeah, yeah. Where did he get the video? Because it's supposed to be gone. It's supposed to be deleted, right? right? But we always thought that it probably wasn't. So then... Charles goes, oh, he got it from Blue Velvet Video. No, before that, you dolt. That literally explains nothing. Yeah, it like, tells me nothing. Like, how did Blue Velvet Video get it, you yeah. idiot? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Betty goes to give Mr. Honey the yearbook. He says, no, there's no yearbook because I don't have time to approve it. Mr. Honey has done some really garbage stuff, but for some reason, this is the worst. I was like, 
this made me feel so gross inside. I was like, I hate you. Like, not only did he make Betty do all that work in the space of two weeks, which is, you just, as someone who did yearbook in in high school, you need an entire semester and an entire team. It's not possible. But she did all that work, and then she turns it in, and he's like, mm, no. She had even called the printers to ask for an extension. Right. Also, to be honest, if I was the printers, I'd be like, well, there goes a whole lot of sales for me. Right. Like, that's gonna mess them up, but okay. Yep. Okay, so, how is all of this about prom? Like, is it just prom he doesn't like? Like, what is it about prom? Because it's clear, like, I, I understand why he was trying to get rid of prom here. Last like, prom, yeah. a bunch of people died. Exactly. Like, I get it. He's trying to nix prom so that no one dies. He wants a clean record. No kids die under my watch. Yeah. Like, I've heard worse ideas. My question that I have about it, though, is why he cancels prom every single place he goes. That part is confusing. Exactly! Like, do you just hate happiness? Well, if he's the morality police, maybe he doesn't want anybody getting pregnant on prom night. But- but, like... That punishes everyone else, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. That part's really still confusing. I wonder if we would even get the answer of that. Probably not. Um, so we know that Mr. Honey is a regular at Blue Velvet Video and the Scarlet Suite. Has Mr. Honey seen Betty's te- sex tape? Uh, yes. I think it's weird that Mr. Honey is being portrayed like every bad thing he's done and every bad thing that he does is for the greater good. Right? This episode. He's like, well, I did this to protect you. I did this. I did this. I'm like, all the stuff you did was really crappy. Like, it's a real retcon at the end of the episode. Because, like, the whole episode, you're, like, rooting against him because he's a bad person. Exactly. And then Miss Bell comes in and he's like, well, actually, he was a good person. And it's like, Miss Bell, shut up. Shut up. (laughs) I think, like, for some of the things, I believe it. For other things, this makes no sense. Exactly. So Jughead gets a call and they say, hi, is this Forsyth Pendleton Jones? And he says, yes. And I'm like, uh, I don't think so. That is not correct. Your name is Forsyth Pendleton Jones the third. Oh, good point. <laughs> All right. Okay. He's like, no, I'm not my grandpa. <laughs> Sorry. So it's, oh my God. How did I never notice this? The person who calls name is Dina Lunham. What? <laughs> so that's just Lena Dunham. Ew. I literally I looked her. up Dina Lunham and I was like, hmm, can't find anything. <laughs> I Lord. I hate her. They say that he can, they can get him in by fall. He just needs to write a new thing. Then Betty comes in and she's like, I can't. We can't do the yearbook. The record of the last four years. Our whole high school thing is just gone. I'm like, girl, it's a yearbook because it happens every year. It's just the <laughs> one year. You have three other yearbooks, I promise. And like, your senior year wasn't that good. Yeah. <laughs> so name one of the years that you liked. <laughs> Which one do you want to remember? <laughs> grade nine probably <laughs> yeah back before anybody got murdered yeah veronica's like oh i can help you pay for it and i'm like yes veronica we know that's your only purpose oh <laughs> it's sad because it's true betty says that it's the principle of it <laughs> which is a pun but she didn't <laughs> she didn't deliver it like a pun i just thought it was funny i guess um then they talk about all the reasons why nobody like they can't go to prom so fangs reggie tony and kevin can't go because of Ticklegate, which we should have been calling it this whole time, and I'm really disappointed about Truly. that. Truly. What is wrong with us? Betty can't go because of the cheating quiz show thing. Cheryl and Veronica can't go because of Cherry Bomb and Applegate and everything. Archie asks Jughead to go with him because Archie secretly likes dudes. Yeah. Thank you! Jughead says that he's not putting out, which uh, goes with my ace Jughead fantasy. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Apparently Archie is not allowed to walk at graduation, but Jughead is. Jughead hasn't gone to school here for half a year. 
Oh but I God. guess he did all his work. Like, did he? I don't know. Like, does, do, do Jughead's credits transfer? I don't know. Probably. He took one class. <laughs> why Why were you, uh, why did you switch schools? Oh, I was accused of murder. Oh, okay. That's but then I solved the murder. So Betty says they should all kill Mr. Honey, and she's like, ah, I'm totally kidding, you guys. Never do that. And they talk about the bunny masks, so they're bringing back Brett and Stonewall again this episode. I'm tired. So remember that. It could be Brett. Okay. Reggie brings back when his car got trashed on Halloween by Mr. Honey, and that storyline in that episode was, like, heartbreaking. And it was, I was so really dark. Sad. I wish that, like, they remembered more from that other than his car getting trashed. It's like, how... Like, abusive Mr. Abused. Honey was yeah. to him. And also, like, he, he's being abused at home and no one seems to be concerned about that. Right. Um, Veronica knows about the murder cabin, so I take back what I said before. Apparently Veronica does know about it. I just didn't, I just don't know how she found out. Okay. Then they talk about that time when they maple boarded Penelope. <laughs> this is just, like, throwing it back a lot. I kind of, like, I, forgot about that. Yeah. So I wonder if they had to do so many, um, like, fan video style shots because they didn't have quite as much footage as they normally do yeah for the, these last said, couple episodes they said that they they did like a third of 420 so they should i don't know it's just it just seems like a deliberate choice to yeah. have used so much old footage yeah, in I the agree. last three episodes i agree i don't think you're wrong so instead reggie has this idea that they do actually end up doing they glue him to his chair i don't know how it's that sticky that fast i don't know what is up with the glue that they use because they later say that they had to use turpentine to get them out. Probably uh, like construction glue. I don't know, I guess. Like borderline cement. It just reminded me, of it. they do the same thing in um, the beginning of Sister Act 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's all I could think of the entire time. So they call the fire department about it. <laughs> same. Oh yeah, I said this already, but when Jughead's writing his story, wouldn't wouldn't Iowa not be like, uh, is this just killing Mr. Griffin? Yeah. <laughs> right? They'd be like, okay, so what, do, do you write anything original, or is it all just based off of your life? Yeah, David Lynch exists, but not other things that the titles are named after, I guess. It just cracks me that, that like, literally anything Jughead's written is just stuff, like, around him, and he doesn't even change the names. Jughead doesn't email Betty his, like, drafts. He prints it all out. Like, he must spend so much money on printer ink. Yeah. And, like printer paper especially when it's like especially when he hasn't done any editing because his tenses are all wrong i kind of forgot about that part um betty's like oh this is fine it's not too dark um and betty goes to see charles alone because jughead is busy jughead must be really into this if he doesn't want to go solve a mystery right (laughs) jeez he's like i have for narrative reasons i have to continue writing this so sorry okay (gasps) okay it's time to talk about midge oh boy okay this is the part that this Robin is a genius at. This broke us as a person. Okay, so first of all, Mrs. Clump was given the Midge video. First of all, I feel very bad for Mrs. Clump. This is oh, messed yeah. up. Um, but also, Mrs. Clump shot Fangs, and I thought she was, like, incarcerated for that. I guess because he didn't actually die. She shot but off. But, but wouldn't it be attempted murder, like... Yeah, like, least? she genuinely... Like, it, was, it wasn't an accident. Like, she meant to shoot him. Exactly. So, I don't know how that works, but whatever. Okay, so here... I don't even know how to... Does someone else want to explain it? I'm... I'll tell the story of how okay. you came to be. Okay. So, <laughs> Sam and I... Not that story. Um, <laughs> how you came to arrive at this conclusion is uh-huh. what I meant. So, Sam and I were sitting in our room, and Robin comes in, and she goes, Guys! And we were like, what? And she goes, there's something messed up with Midge's tape. So, she shows us this footage that Jughead is watching, 
and, and uh, Charles or Jughead and or and Charles are watching. Was Jughead there at all? Jughead's writing, so Jughead's Betty and Charles. Charles. So Charles is watching. <laughs> um, I didn't pay that much attention to that part because the part I was paying attention to was what they were watching. Um, and it's supposed to be quote unquote footage from the night of Midge's murder. Yeah, but so everything is the same except that at the point where Alice notices Midge, there's inexplicably a figure on stage wearing suspenders i think yeah or something. it's just some dude standing on stage the entire time but when you go back and watch the episode there is no one there like there is no one else on stage except for alice cooper and dead midge it's like we went back and watched it and it's like it looks like if it was anybody it could be moose and like they have shots where people start like stepping out onto the stage but like if if you still don't know that that something has happened and you still think you're in the middle of, like, a performance, you don't just step out on stage. No. Right. Like, everybody's just kind of stepping out a little bit. And when Alice turns and screams, it's a clear shot to Alice. Like, right. nobody is in the way there. It's just, like, weird because, like, we're definitely zeroing in on something that they do not care about. But I am fascinated by this choice. Yep. Because either they recreated it and they, I don't know, didn't go back and look at their original stuff? Or this is, like, footage from that actual episode from far away or something. And also, it's not made clear that this was, like, Jughead's footage. Because you go back and watch the episode, and Jughead is holding his video camera. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, he says that they found this, like, snuff film in Blue Velvet video. Right. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just say that this is Jughead's footage? Right. And he just, like, has it or whatever. Like... I don't know. Who is that? <laughs> it's, it's scary. It was a lot of very weird choices. Yeah. It honestly felt very, like, alien to me. Like, it when we were looking at it, it looks like it's not real. It looks like a like a Bigfoot situation. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It was creepy. Who do you guys think the next one is going to be? I was thinking that since clearly the voyeur knows about the murder cabin, that maybe it would be Minetta. Mm. But... but then, but yeah. that would be confusing because who the hell could know that? Literally, there were only four people there, and the voyeur certainly is not Mr. Sweet Pea. No. No. So. Why'd you be Sweet Pea? That would make zero sense. He's been here for like three episodes. Don't also. break Robert's heart. <laughs> well, I thought you said Jughead knows about it. Yeah, Jughead knows about it. See, it is Jughead. Jughead was there. Jughead's <laughs> making all of the videos. That would be the most twisted garbage. That's Hi, like, welcome to Riverdale. No, but you like the whole, by saying it's twisted garbage. Season four was Jughead is dead. Just kidding. Jughead is a creep. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Jughead's like, let's, but like, it wouldn't make sense for Jughead to be like, oh yeah, let's solve this. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh yeah, let's solve this. <laughs> <laughs> you broke Sam. <laughs> so I think it's like the next day or something. Cheryl saw Mr. Honey going into his office. They talk about how they had to unstick him with turpentine. Um, he says that if no one steps forward, then he's going to cancel prom. Meh. What else is new? Cheryl calls Reggie Reginald, which is his name. That feels like something Cheryl would do. Kevin and Archie helped Reggie with that. Cheryl says that she would be the only president who didn't sponsor a prom. Wasn't she president last year, though? There, there was a prom last year. Oh, yeah. Is it, like, a senior prom that you... I don't it's, know. Yeah, it's probably because it's a senior prom. I think there's different proms, right? Well, no. Oh, there's homecoming. There's... It's one prom, but it's... Your junior prom is not as big a deal to you as your senior prom. Gotcha. Okay. So they 
say that he canceled prom every single time and she said it was for different reasons every time but that was the end of like what happened Mm -hmm. and we still don't really know what that's about i understand i I said this already but i I understand why he wants to cancel this time but what does he have against all proms i Mm -hmm. don't know yeah that's my question i feel like it's gonna be something like stupid like oh when i went to my prom something bad happened to me or like the like, girl I my date danced with another man and so now every I always cancel prom because I have a vendetta against proms. Like it's not gonna be yeah, dark at all. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be something stupid. like completely irrelevant. Yeah. So everyone goes and tells their parents, and this is great. I love it so much. Um Betty continues to call FP Mr. Jones. Like Betty, Betty are you joking? Well just call him FP. You live in the same house. Whatever. He's banging your mom. So all of the parents come and we get like Hermione, Mary, and Alice at the front, and this is the most badass moment ever, and I love it so much. It's so good. good. Like, like, it's honestly, it's up there with the Thunder entrance, Mm. because- Machen knows what we want. She really does. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah, I guess we didn't mention, but we said it last episode. Machen directed this episode, and she did a great job. She did such a good job, I loved it. Mr. Honey says that the behavior of the kids makes it so that they don't deserve to go to prom, which is fair, but he's being weird about it. Yeah. Yeah, he's being- awkward and strange and like dude i just don't get what this dude is supposed to be he makes me uncomfy exactly so mary is a lawyer with examples the example that she says is murray versus greendale um i thought it maybe had something to do with sabrina but i couldn't Mm. find anything i think that murray is probably a reference to one of the writers so we've got ashley murray and chad michael murray who have both acted on the show but one of the writers Mm. is named greg murray so i think that's probably what it's uh, alluding to. That makes sense. Um, Hiram is mayor and can talk to the Board of Education. Alice is on the news and also is president of the PTA. And FP and Tom will beat you up. I love FP is like, yeah, we're the muscle. I was like, God, I respect a man who knows who he is. Oh, FP, is guy. FP has this like look of innocence that he does after he says it and it's just iconic. I love yep. it so much. Um, Cheryl joins the adult meeting because she's the president and then we go away from that and Betty and Jughead are reading the thing and Betty goes oh, so weird how like we actually say these things in real life <laughs> right Jughead's like uh crazy life we lead <laughs> lol this is like weirdly the most like self-aware episode yeah um Cheryl calls them hobo and bride of hobo which she's done before and I think that she's usually more creative than this I was a little disappointed yeah it's true she also when Jughead was dead she said that she felt bad for calling him a hobo so <laughs> I guess she just took that back I think that she thinks it's a term of endearment now. Yeah. So there's a party at Pops and they said it's to a senior prom that we will never forget. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sure. They they shot half of it, but someone's going to get dead for sure. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to use the footage that they had and then just try and recreate it as best as possible. Or do you guys think they're going to reshoot the entire episode? Depends on when they get to do it. Yeah. I think they would try and salvage that footage for sure. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Alice said she's gonna speak for the grown-ups, and you can hear FP go, yup, in the back, and He's I'm like, oh, idiot. I'm like, it's called romance. FP That's is love. a himbo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hiram says that we have your best interests at heart. Can you say that, Hiram? Can you say that? Absolutely not, no. Of all the people who had to say that, you, I don't believe it. The fact that he even got to go to that repulses me. Yeah. Um, FP is so excited that Jughead is going to be the first- Jones man to go to college. It's very, very cute. And I'm going to use that moment of him like cheersing as a reaction <laughs> image now. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, so the next day they get like this, the tape or whatever. God, I like secretly really love when Jughead calls Charles Chuck. 
<laughs> I think it's so funny. Relationship. He's the only one who does it. He walks in, he goes, what's up, Chuck? He's like, hey, That's I so acknowledge cute. that you're my brother. It's cute. Uh, last episode when he said he, he called him little brother, I yeah, want to so die. Awesome. I'm like, oh yeah, FP and Alice like at some point made a baby. Yeah. That's so cute. So Mr. Honey's hand is bandaged. I didn't notice the first time I watched, but the second time I noticed his full on hand is bandaged. Like they put the sticky stuff on his chair, which just touched his pants, right? So that probably, that wasn't as bad. Yeah. So but they didn't like, have to bandage his butt. Yeah. But, <laughs> but when he touched, yellow. when he touched his phone, it's like, not only is that like on his actual hand, but that's probably what they had to use the turpentine on. So like, that was like a genuine, like, like. That was messed up. If Reggie, Archie and Kevin really did come forward with that, they could be like charged. I yeah. Yeah. 100%. That was like assault maybe. So the tape is about Riverdale, is Riverdale high at night? Somebody's like walking around and everything. And they're like, wow, this feels like a threat. Feels like, hmm, I guess I'll have to like, I don't know, cancel prom about it? (laughs) It was so obvious. Like, yeah, the minute he's like, oh no, it's too dangerous. Like, you did this. That was you. He goes so far to cancel it. Like, why? It can't, I really hope it's not just that dumb thing that we think it is. So then they talk about how it feels like the, the tape feels like it's backtracking because obviously the voyeur is on to complete, on something completely different. Um, so it must be a hoax or must be like a copycat or something. So they need evidence that it was him. I have a, th- I don't know if I would call it a theory cause I don't know if it's true, Okay. but I wonder if, if Mr. Honey is the one who's doing all of this, mm-hmm. if he did this like tape, a regression to like throw suspicious aw- suspicion away from himself, like um, if he was the guy who was oh, doing okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. He's doing all the murders. Then he goes, "I'm gonna do this thing, so everybody thinks that I'm the copycat and I'm the hoax. I'm not the actual person doing it." Mm-hmm. And then everyone will be like, "Well, it can't be Mr. Honey because he did those ones or whatever." I don't know. That's actually kind of genius. And then like his per- a person like labeled as him gets like murdered on the tapes or whatever. So it's like all suspicion is off now. Yeah, it's like whoa, it can't be Mr. Honey unless the person in the mask is revealed to actually have been Mr. Honey, in which case, obviously not. But yeah, yeah. we'll never know. Well, we'll know at some point. But like, to say? Like, like, you're from now. Yeah. So Charles and Betty are going through it. Charles knows Betty's Chinese food order. It's real cute. Cute! That's pretty, that's pretty adorable. Betty's watching and she catches Mr. Honey in the reflection. Um, they're not suggesting that he's the main one. He's just this one, unless my theory. He says that they were trying to, that he was trying to protect them. And like, in that moment, I really did like, I actually believed him. Sure. I just, like, don't know what he knows that we don't know. Yeah, like, from what? Yeah. It just feels like, I don't know why this is the first thing that came to my mind, but it feels like a Dobby must protect Harry Potter, Harry Potter cannot go to Hogwarts this year. You know what I mean? Like, Dobby knows something is going down, but he can't say, (laughs) you know? Like, it feels like he's being like, I'm trying to protect you, he knows something we don't know, Mm -hmm. but they don't care, and Harry goes to Hogwarts anyway, and they do the prom anyway. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. I don't know. So Jug killed Reggie in the story. Um, he says that he's going to change all the names first. And my problem with that is, um, what about Dwigged? Dwigged. Oh, Dwigged. Basically, in Threat, Lo- threat Level Midnight, threat right? Level yeah. Midnight. In Threat Level Midnight on The Office, Michael wrote this screenplay in which, like, he has this, like, butler, this, like, robot butler who's, like, literally just, like, garbage. <laughs> or, like, like, just the worst Just, butler. like, dirt under his shoe yep. or whatever. And it's just, like, a butler or whatever. And, and then, he kind of obviously hates the butler. Yeah, he obviously hates the butler, can't stand him. And then, um, as they're reading the script and everything, there's one singular dwigged. 
So it's clear that he, that the butler's name was originally Dwight. And then he did like a, like a search and, search and replace. Yeah. yeah. And replace it with like the butler's name or whatever. So that's my problem is that he's going to do that. And then he's going to, there's going to be one lonely dwigged in which everyone's going to be like, who's Jug Spacehead? I hate that you're right. <laughs> yeah. Not that it matters, but I just feel like that's what's going to happen. No, you're correct. So Honey leaves. Um, I noticed that um, in his little box, he had like a little bee figurine, which I thought was really cute. What a, yeah, but I hate this man, though. I know, but like, I was like, I'm waiting to see. Has that bee figurine always been there? It's cute. Okay. Um, Doris takes his photo off the wall and they have like a moment and she's like, I know you were always the best principal, Mr. Honey. And I'm like, he's a homophobe. Um, he said he was always trying to make everything safer. He's going to Stonewall where he's making triple pay. Stonewall has really low expectations and standards for teachers. And honestly, like, good luck at Stonewall. Yeah. Archie says, all right, screw Mr. Honey. He sucks. Which is some of my favorite Archie lines because one of my favorite line awards, I think in, like, season two, maybe, is, like, Archie being like, we know, Veronica, your dad sucks. I just love when Archie says that people suck. because it's so simple. It's like, Cheryl says the most cutting, biting insults, and Archie's insults are, that guy sucks. Because he's simple. So Doris says that she has been there for 50 years and we know it because we saw her in the Midnight Club uh, and she's been there through eight principals. So Frick Weatherby, Frick Featherhead. (laughs) She said he was a good principal. He sends kids to school and helps the underprivileged and everything and no students have died. I'm like, too bad we didn't see any of that and we just saw him being homophobic and bad. Yep. He wrote a letter of recommendation for Jughead. So that's what that is. They go home and Betty is making ants on a log. It's so cute. It, is it for you? Is it for Jellybean? Who's that for? Probably Jellybean. It's cute. She goes to snare, share a snack with Jellybean. Jughead says he has to change his story so they save Honey. And I'm like, okay. Like, All right. I'm like, okay, why? Because here's the thing. Are you saving him because you feel bad because he did something nice for you? Or are you saving him because the people at the university clearly, like, actually know him and will be like, Mr. Honey, I know that man. Why are you trying to kill him? But couldn't he just change Honey's name? Yeah, I don't. Sure. So, like, and also, why? Because either way, he's dying on the tape. Like, the tape has already been filmed at this point. I forgot about that. Oh, uh, why does Jughead write without maximizing the writing screen? That's annoying. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, why do you want to see your, like, garbled desktop while you're writing that would give me anxiety exactly yeah um jughead says that he feels bad because he was reveling in the darkness of the town oh and uh britney or who maybe maybe it was you you guys have a a theory about maybe at the end we can talk about like the time jump and like what our theories are but britney or sam i can't remember who it was said that um jughead was gonna come back from the time jump, from the five-year time jump, and be writing rom-coms and be the next Nicholas Sparks. That it was, was me. 100% not me. That was me. And, like, after she said that, then we watched this episode, and he's like, I was reveling in the darkness of the town. And Sam's like, there he is, starting with his rom-coms. I, I would actually love if he just started writing, like, all romance novels. Yeah, yeah. And he would make a killing at it. Uh-huh. So Jellybean comes in, and <laughs> Betty's like, Jellybean, can you leave? And she's like, sure. Like, <laughs> like I just guess. Leave. I really... I... I hate those, like, I really loved the fact that Jellybean comes in and she goes, oh, well, I have something important to tell you. I feel like this is important because it's so frustrating when you're watching a show and somebody has something really important and they're like, guys, guys, and everyone's like, shut up, please. And they're like, okay. And then they go off and like do something themselves or whatever. Like that's always so infuriating. So I love the fact that Jellybean's just like, okay, well, freak you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so at this point, when you know that the tapes are being put on your front porch, when do you put a camera on your porch? Exactly! Right. No, There's no surveillance anywhere. Like, There's barely good surveillance at the police station. Yeah. Ethel looked like a blob. Yeah. <laughs> and Duncan was like, that's Ethel. And I was like, well, that's mean. <laughs> so, uh, the tape is literally just showing the Lodge's murder cabin, so they're like, we should go there! <laughs> no! <laughs> no! No, you should not! Like, the, the In voyeur- In the middle of the night with yeah. no help. The voyeur was counting on them going there, right? They didn't show the murder until they had gotten there. And also, after they watch the tape, we don't know what happens to them. Yup! Like, after the tape ends, like, they're still- Like, we end this episode with them still standing but in yeah, that Jughead get, that could cabin. get straight up murked or kidnapped or, like, anything. No one would know. No, no one would know. Like- yeah, Jughead was there when Hermione killed Minetta with Sweet Pea, I think. So that's how Jughead, like, knows where it is and everything. Mm-hmm. But God, like, yeah, we end this this episode, like, we're going into this hiatus with Betty and Jughead just paused in that creepy cabin. Yep. Having watched a, a snuff film. And I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, like, abandoned. And it's weird because it's, like, the lodges own it. So it's kind of weird for me to think that they would just like leave it that way mm-hmm. but it looks like there have potentially been squatters in there i don't know if that's like just a person or if the actual voyeur has been living there like i don't know that would be cool that would be creepy because, because who would have access to it hermosa lodge yep hmm that's a good point so it looks like they made like a screen for a projector but there is no film in it so what do you guys think that's about like have they been watching their own tapes back maybe probably just like you'd have to like you'd have to edit it and sh- too. yeah yeah especially they if do. you're using a vhs they, he's probably yes and they do edit it because there are different like angles and stuff yeah. like it's being edited it's, yep i don't know how they do that i wonder oh yeah i wonder if the next recreation will be manetta i said that um so they're watching the tape and it's mr honey dying in jughead's story so who would know about that is there someone listening on them we kind of already talked about that honey's letter is to headmaster Kuntz and he says that Jughead is special and to please let him in which is very nice. Mr. Honey is not a character from the comics so it's interesting that he got like a mask and stuff. Oh yeah! Uh, it Like the only characters who have had masks have been from the comics so that was kind of weird to me. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Where is this taking place? It looked kind of fancy. I thought I don't know where. Is it supposed to be in this murder cabin that it happened in? No, that's what I thought. Because it looked kind of fancy. I don't know. I thought, and I don't know if we've ever seen the headmaster's office, but for a split second, I was scared that it was in the Stonewall headmaster's office. And then, then we'd be like, okay, it legit was honey who died. Yeah. I don't know. But maybe we need to go back and look at that. I don't know. But like the original Jughead one, we just like, we weren't sure if that person was in on it or not. But this person definitely does not want to be stabbed. No. The Jason person seemed pretty chill, to be honest. But this person did not want to be stabbed. They were like, yeah, I know what's going on. I genuinely can't tell, though, now if they're, like, actors or not. Because, like, I thought they were real murderers. And then Charles and Betty and Jughead are just like, wow, this is great acting. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm just like, I don't know. Hello? And it's always creepy because at the end of every one, they turn to the camera and they turn their heads to the side. And I'm like, this is unnecessary. This is scary. This is scary. I think my problem with these videos is like, they're, they're so scary. And then the reveal is going to be that it's someone who is so not scary that you're just yeah. going to be like, what was the point of You're this? like, oh my God, we're all going to be like, oh, Mrs. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have any other thoughts? No. I don't think so. 
I think that on our TV co-streams, we've been talking a lot about what we think is going to happen after the five-year time jump. And even though we still have three episodes left in like this season, technically, this would be our time to talk about what we think is going to happen after the five-year time jump. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to like say a character and then we'll say what we think is going to happen after the time jump. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Veronica. Yeah. She's going to come back with her own business and be completely independent and not have anything to do with either of her parents because they're both terrible. Uh, what about Betty? Um, successful cop. Ooh, a cop. After having gone to Yale. I, yeah. I think maybe FBI agent. Oh, she takes over after Charles. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be cute. What about Jughead? Romance, Romance novelist. Writer. So does he go to Iowa? Yes. Yes. Because Mr. Honey's letter is not going to them, I guess. He's obviously going to end up going. Yeah. Riverdale's going to have forgotten that. Uh, how about Archie? Naval Academy. Mm-hmm. He's going to get back from the army and Betty's going to be like, damn. And what? he's going to be like, I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, Brooke goes to the Naval Academy, and she's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. We all know. Um, so what do you guys think are the fates, fates for, like, the ships? Like, the core four ships? I think Do you think they're all breaking up? Yes. yes. Yeah. Which I, I hope they do, because I want change. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're all breaking up, but they will get back together in about five episodes. Right. Yep. That's correct. It'll Whether- just be different, because it's like... Oh, we haven't seen each other in five years. Mm-hmm. Angst, and it, but it'll still and they're be, gonna the be same like couple. Sex scenes, sex scenes, and we're gonna be like, oh, well, I guess they're adults now, so exactly okay. And they're never wear gonna a talk condom. About- <laughs> um, what about Cheryl? Married um, to me. Yes, I think I saw a thing that was like her and Tony both go to Highsmith, and something about like they're supposed to give us finally Tony's like m- like more stuff about Tony's backstory yeah. in season five. So I think they stay that together. would be nice. Yeah. I would like to see them, like, of the couples, they're the most likely to get married. Yeah. Um, not to be a stereotype, but insert U-Haul lesbian stereotype. Yep. What about Kevin? I don't know. Successful singer? Like, is Broadway he Broadway baby! Like, a lot of these people, I'm, like, understanding why they would come back to Riverdale. Yeah. But Kevin, I feel like if he got out, would not come back. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Kevin is going to school near Fangs, so we know that he and Fangs are going to be going to date. I don't know if they're gonna stay together, though. I don't know if I if I see that. For I don't them. think that's a long term yeah. thing. I wonder where Sweet Pea is going. Jail. I don't think so. He's gonna He's go to Riverdale serpents. Community College with yeah. Reggie. That'd be cute. And then they fall in love. Yes. Sure. Okay. Sure. I'm fine with that. So yeah. What about Reggie? He goes to community college. Yeah. yeah. He really does. I yeah. want to see Reggie come back as a dad. That'd oh, be right. Cute. Yeah. I like that. We yeah we said that we want him to come back as a dad, but we want. Like, the kid to have happened, like, early in the time jump so that he doesn't, like, have a baby. He has, like, a four-year-old. Yeah. Right. And Um, he's a really good dad. Yeah. What about Alice and FP? Married. Married. Married, and then FP off somewhere, but that's not my business, and I don't want to know about it. Okay. Do you guys think Hiram is dead? I wish. Probably. I doubt it. Yeah. I think either Hiram's dead or Veronica never went to college and threw her entire life away to take care of Hiram. Mm -hmm. Oof. Is there... Anybody else that you guys want, like, have specific headcanons for for the five-year time jump that you want to talk about? No. I'm interested in what happens to Penelope, but... But you don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen to Penelope because... Huh? Yeah. Okay, so are we good to move into our segments then? Yeah. Aw, you guys, I'm going to miss you. We live together. (laughs) I'm going to miss talking about Riverdale with you. We still have two more weeks of TV, go. That's true. Yeah. But Riverdale is so much fun. And thank you guys so much for joining us this season. I know that it didn't end the way we all wanted it to, 
but it was so much fun and I'm so happy that you all came along for the ride with us because it was the best. We love the stupid show. Yeah. So now it's time for our segments. My first segment is a sexual joke. Hey, question mark, question mark, question mark. And the answer is yes, it was yes. I don't care. This episode he said he wasn't going to put out for Archie. So there does you he, go. Does he put out for other people? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Probably care. Betty. Yeah. And my segment is which milk was the most badass? Um, Alice, obviously. Come on. Get your head out of your ass. <laughs> I think it's funny that the, the, like, three main moms who, like, walked in and were, like, super badass, Hermione didn't say anything. <laughs> because she, she's wasted as a character. Yeah. She was like, and I'm also here. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. But Alice was great. Yeah. Yep. I, oh God, I just also really loved the pop scene. Like, that mm. whole, like, ten minutes of the episode, like, just made the whole so good. thing for me. Yeah. Uh, and my segment is, did the snake parents acknowledge their obvious history? And not really, but sure. I'm going to say, I think yes, because they were together when Betty and Jughead were talking to them. That's true. And, and when Alice true. was like, I want to talk, and people was like, yes. Uh, you yeah. Know? Okay. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so supportive. Supportive husband. They did. Yeah. And we got that behind the scenes shot yeah. of on the booth at Pops, which yeah. is like, nice. Yep. Good for us. Now it's time for our best line award. My best line award goes to Archie, Jughead, and Kevin for... You want to go to prom with me, Jack? Oh, I'd be honored. But I'm not putting out. Let the fan fiction begin. Wow. <laughs> like, when we watched that, I was like, oh my god, gay Archie, bye Archie. And then Kevin was like, let the fan fiction begin. And I was like, don't call me out like that, sir. Be like, that's only okay when I say it. Why are you looking at my Spotify playlists? Oh my god. <laughs> and mine goes to FP for... And what will you two do to me? Oh, we're just a muscle. Because I think he's funny. It's cute. It's I, so cute. I'm really excited to um, make a gift of that eventually. Good. And my favorite line award goes to Alice for... Oh, I'll show you some behavior. Because... <laughs> and then I'll pop you in the schnoz. It, like, Alice getting ready to punch this man in the face is such a good throwback to Midnight Club Alice. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Agreed. So this is where we would put our trailer reaction, but we don't have it. If we had one. Yeah. But, okay, whatever. I saw a tweet the other day that confused me because you know how none of us have been watching katie Keene, right yes. um one of the writers was like there's a reason we're doing a doing a jump to catch up to their timeline huh? so is kevin just is is katie Keene set five years after riverdale that doesn't make sense because ronnie went back and forth i know yeah kevin was just there though wasn't he like kevin was just there and josie's there permanently so like oh, but like we know. haven't been watching it so can someone please, who has been watching it, tell us if it is set five years in the future from Riverdale? So, anyway. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Please, if you were so inclined, write us a review on iTunes. We like those. And we also have a survey. It's just perpetually open. We would love to hear from you. Things that you like about the podcast. Some things that you think we could work on. Um, and even if you don't feel like writing a whole ass review, go ahead and just... Like, rate us those little stars because, um, they make me happy. It's true. If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show, too. Um, when this comes out, we will be very close to the start of Season 7. Mm-hmm. And our trailer reaction will be out, so go yeah. listen to that. Yeah. If you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show, too. Um, we finally finished Season 2, so we've done the first two seasons. Um, we are releasing monthly with guests, and it's also spoiler-free over there. Um, so if you're watching with us for the first time in quarantine, you can still listen and um, just leave before the spoiler section. It's super, super fun. If you are interested in good television, um, well-written television with really, really compelling characters, uh, you should check it out. Agreed. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about that show, too. 
we've covered season all of season one, and we're currently in the middle of season two. We're trying to stretch it out as long as possible so we can finally get to season four. They come out every eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, also, remember how I keep telling you it's eight weeks? Yeah. You, you were right the first time. It, it, it is six weeks. They come out every six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's really fun. It's one of my favorite pods to talk on. And if you're a fan of Star Trek or Star Trek Picard, we have an entire like season of podcasts for you we did season one of star trek picard and we want to do more star trek content in the future you can join us every tuesday on the tv co app at 7 p.m pst so um the last time we're going to be doing it for this season is going to be on may 19th where we rewatch this episode but um all of our stuff is backlogged on our profile and we would love to have you next season as long as tv co has us back Woohoo! Our Patreon is patreon.com slash theaffectionados. If you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate it because this is expensive. And remember, if you help us $5 and up, you can get 10% off of shopbelux.com. Um, both of our shops in portions of that are in the description. Even if you don't have the discount code, we would love it if you would go and check it out, see what we've got there. Yeah! You can follow at The Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, mostly Twitter, and I post our favorite line awards as gifts on Tumblr. So, yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Casey, that's S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-S. So, the, this is, that, that's it for the, for the season. Yep. Um, but the next episode was supposed to be called Stand to Reason. I couldn't find anything about like why it was called that. There weren't any films that I saw. It was like a Christian website called oh Stand to Reason. Oh my god, okay. So I'm not sure about that. They might change the title in the interim of these two things, but the next time we see you, there'll probably be like some sort of trailer for the next episode. Um, and we'll talk to you then, I guess. But yeah, like we said, if you're missing us during this hiatus, we have four other podcasts and we would literally love to have you on any of them. Yeah. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay, love you, bye.